Hello, friend. Hello. We actually started talking books before we even recorded. Yes, and I had to yell to stop. That way we can have y'all listen. And Bucky just did such a good yawn behind you. I know. It's Bucky's <laughs> adopt anniversary. You've had him. Yes. Bucky is Kenzie's dog. Should make that Yes. Yes, he's um the I ten mascot and Which I fighting him for, obviously. Yes, yeah, obviously. And you know, he's just here. He's it's our three year adoptiversary. It's great. I've had him for three years, my little guy. It's wonderful. There's that's it. My little guy. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to this week's episode. We're talking all about I've forgotten her name. Oh my god, Madeline Miller. Yes, Madeline Miller. Is it Madeline? I think it's Madeline. Madeline. Okay, so I wrote up this thing. Um, I wrote it up whenever I was reading Cersei's. Is that how you Cersei's say it? Fine. Yeah, Cersei's how you say it okay. in English. Apparently, I think... in the Greek, it's Kirke. We're gonna say Cersei because yeah, English. I'm not gonna say that. Sorry. <laughs> um, I also really need to. I listened to it. I did Google it. Um. Uh, the character, my favorite character from the Song of Achilles, mm-hmm. uh, which nobody mentioned. Nobody mentioned her. She was the best character. She was the only reason that book was worth it. I don't know how to say her name though. Was it the one girl that was like she was taken in as a prisoner? No, wait, you said they didn't that? mention him. Okay, how to pronounce said Briseis. I just didn't pronounce it in my head. I saw it. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. Her name is spelled Briss, E-I-S. Briss and Ice. Briss mm-hmm. is a colloquial term in Judaism for Brit Mila, which is circumcision, and oh. Ice is German for ice cream. So... <laughs> My oh, brain, the first no. time I read that was like, I can't read that every time. I'm just going to uh-huh. substitute. It kind of reminds me of clouds a little bit. So every time I read her name, I just pictured like little clouds. Perfect. That's, That's definitely a better picture it. than the Oh, the, the former. ice cream? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Ew. What? Oh, I'm sorry. That's the worst part of that book? No. <laughs> no. The thing that I just said is not worse than the rest of that book. That's um, very true. So this week is a Madeline Miller special. Mm-hmm. We're talking mm-hmm. about the Song of Achilles and Circe. Mm-hmm. I read Circe first. Kenzie read the Song of Achilles first, and then we switched. Um, I think Kenzie liked both of the books better than I did. Oh, I for sure did. I had a great uh-huh. time for most of a Song of Achilles. Gotta say, most of it. There were some parts where I wanted to not read it anymore. Um, <laughs> let's and guess then, which part Cersei I really liked it Um, I liked the character well characterization for the most part of Cersei but I didn't like how she was like going for all the men like try woman at some point maybe if you're into that do you think Cersei. Madeline Miller just likes writing boy moms maybe because Thetis is also just a boy mom that's so true so I here's the thing I did not like her one bit I know yeah she was yes. terrible she's a yes. parent and she yes raised his, she raised her grandson to be the worst 
Exactly. Yeah. He was a 12 year old and he was a tyrant. Um, Which we can get into that. (laughs) So as you can tell, we already have strong feelings. Do you have Uh a specific order you want to do this in? Or do you want to just... I was kind of thinking first published. So I think my Song of Achilles was published first and then Cersei. So we can go in that order. Yes. So trigger warnings for Song of Achilles. Uh, Well, gore. Yes. Violence. uh, So much sexual assault. Um, Very casually mentioned. Mm -hmm. Not great. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, there's some homophobia in there, too. I was going to say fun. It is not. <laughs> we really have to stop making jokes because then we get in situations like these. But yeah, that, I think I, that's all the trigger warnings. I think so. I can't think uh, of oh, anything. Oh, death. Obviously. Oh, spoiler warning. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You think no one's going to die in the war? You think no one in a war is going to die? Sorry. Um, yeah, so those are the trigger warnings for... I really need to stop saying the song of a child's, but the song of Achilles. I love it. I personally really like it. I think we should go on this path of a song of a child's. Also, on a very petty note, my copy of the song of Achilles, which I've been annotating for Kenzie for months. I'll send it your way. <laughs> it's done now. I finished it. I annotated That's it. Exciting. Um, it's just mostly me going, ew. And oh, me too. Dude. <laughs> Why? Sad face. Sad face. Sad face. And I'm, I mostly just underline things that I think sound pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, mine has a sticker on it that you can't remove. Ugh. Why? Sorry. Yikes. That's another thing that I personally hate. Why do you put stickers on the covers of books and we can't take the stickers off? Stop doing that. I agree. I don't care what awards it's won. I've already decided to buy the book. Let me take it off. Um, I did try and scratch it off. It is actually like in the book. It's in the book. Oh, yikes. Oh, is it like that one red sticker? That one red sticker. Winner of the Orange Prize for Fiction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's about Tangerine Prize. Grapefruit prize. The Mandarin. The Mandarin prize. Come on. The Clementine prize. How Come cute on. It should be like the lemon scale. Lemon. Oh my god. Anyway, continued. Um. So we can start from the top. I went through my own copy a little because I wrote this down. I started this document after I read Cersei. Mm-hmm. So we can just go through it. And we can, you know, just talk about stuff that we liked and stuff that we didn't like and stuff that was just so-so. Um, so first, we have Patrick and his mom. What a pair. Um, first of all, his mom, a bummer. Um, <laughs> Are you talking about Achilles' mom? No, Patrick. Oh, his mom. Yeah. Oh, I, for- I forgot about yeah. her, honestly. I put her out of my mind. I said, okay, well, that was a lot. And then I zipped <laughs> that part of it up and just was like, goodbye. Exactly. Yeah, it is not good. And, like, I always forget how badly they treat women in these stories until I read it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, this but yeah, is it's not good. It's, I'll go as far as to say bad. Yeah, like, it's horrific. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Underselling it isn't fun. Yeah, it's, it's really awful. Um. 
Also, I wrote on here, not good vibes under <laughs> Patrick Lee's and his mom. <laughs> Hated it. Not good and, vibes. Bad yes. vibes. Um, <laughs> I'll also go as far as to say, not a huge fan of his dad either. No, his dad sucks. <laughs> so I don't think there are any parents in this book that did good. I think, okay, so I do think Achilles' father was okay. Okay, all right. Now, see, here's the thing. I like that he brought in, like, orphans, but the thing is that he trained them all to be, like, soldiers, which he isn't He said good. child army. I don't, I'm yep. not going to go with the nice part of that. I'm going to say that's a nefarious way to build a child army. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why this is in my head just now. You said bring in orphans and then train them. My head showed me an image of despicable me, Gru and the minions. So... Oh. I just was sharing that with you. Thank for, you. So you can know that that's what popped into my mind. Thank you um, so much. <laughs> also, do you think that there is a uh, drawing somewhere of Achilles and Patrocles as minions? I hope not. <laughs> but I should do it. I'll do it. It'll You're be really do- badly okay, done. Good. Yeah. Good. Here, I'll, I'll write it down. Oh, wait. If I open my phone right now, it'll... Don't you know, it. it's fine. Yeah. I'll try to remember. <laughs> um, when you edit this, you'll remember it. Yes, yes, it'll be um, great. <laughs> also, whenever they the only time that I thought I'm sorry, no, go ahead. No, <laughs> I was gonna bring up the next point, but if you're you have stuff the to only say thing about I was this, gonna say about his dad, um, was there's that one part where Thetis comes and takes Achilles, and then uh, Patrocles goes to is it Peleus? Peleus? I think it's Elias. Peleus. Right. If any of you are experts on this topic, feel free to send in a voice message. I would love to hear it. Um, Peleus is like, he took her. I don't know where. And then Patrick is like, that's not a great answer. Yeah. And then eventually he gives in and he's like, they're on an island. And he's like, an island? Wild. Absolutely wild. But to be fair, he did, he did at least give in. But I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to categorize him as a good parent. I'm sticking to my guns that every parent in this book was a terrible parent. I agree. Um, no, but. <laughs> also, here's the oh, thing. I forgot to mention in a trigger warnings, um, child sacrifice. Oh, yep. That's a big one. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a plot point I did not remember. Yeah. Being prepared for. Though, yeah. To be fair, I forgot to read the trigger warning for this book. So that is on me entirely. Dude, I always forget us. Go read the trigger warnings. Um, Make sure that you know them. Also us, just not reading them. Us. The Dude. warnings are so good for your mental health. It's really important. Yes. Also me. I have forgotten yet again to listen to <laughs> advice. I have trusted again the internet to give me recommendations. When we know, as per our last episode, book talk recommendations are bad. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. some, I got like three people texting me how much they love that. And they're just like, I want more of the complaining. So, Oh my god. It's coming. We'll complain. Yeah. Um, just for you besties. Yeah. So again, I don't, I'm like trying to think back to it. I don't think there was a single rec- a moment of parenting that I thought was good. There was the pseudo parenting from Chiron. I loved, okay. Was... <laughs> I stopped reading at that part, like before they got called off to war. I think <laughs> I would be much happier than I am right now. Yeah. Just stop reading at that part and it'll be great. Oh, 
Oh, there was the last. Okay, obviously there's spoilers for this. Do we have to do we have to warn them? I, think... I already yelled spoiler warning, so it's okay. <laughs> there's the last, like the second to last page where Thetis does write Patrocles so that they can get back together. That doesn't make up for how much you sucked the entire time, though. That's but... true, and it's only after Patrocles like has to convince her. Yeah. That... <laughs> also, Patrocles is already dead, and she's like, "That's not enough. It doesn't matter that you died to." You know, you can't pass over it all. Sorry. Oh, you don't like purgatory? Damn. Like purgatory. (laughs) Also, have I ever told you that my mom would always say we're in purgatory whenever we go to like some really suburban neighborhood? I love that. Okay, there's a neighborhood a little bit north of LA. It's called Newberry Park. Um, every single house has to be the same. Like, there's there's HOAs obviously, but every house Mm -hmm. is almost a copy and paste beige if you google newberry park like suburban suburbia you can look at the overhead photos it is truly the most like beige postage stamp lawns all the houses look the same and every time we would drive in there we're like we're in we're in purgatory now Mm -hmm. so whenever i picture purgatory i just picture that kind of suburbia love that i think that's perfect uh, so I like to think that Patrickley's got sent back to Newbury Park. Just went to like a chill little like suburban HOA. Oh, drinking man. mediocre lemonade. Oh, um, I kind of love that for him. I mean, I kind of think that'd be better than what he went through, but you know. Yeah. You know. Here's the thing. I know that there's like differences between the actual story and the actual myth and what Mylon Miller wrote. Yeah, I love the characterization of Patrickles in this. I thought he was just some little guy, <laughs> even though he ended up killing a bunch of people. That is my comfort mass murder. <laughs> I don't like the lines "comfort mass murderer." Something about it. <laughs> You're bad. Um, possibly the part where it's mass murderers. That's yeah, part. yeah, for sure. Yeah, specifically, um. So I, I resisted reading the Song of Achilles so hard for so long. Mm-hmm. Kenzie can attest. I did not want to read it. The only read it, reason I read it was like a gift to Kenzie to annotate my way through it with my thunks, my thoughts, as you will. And I was a, much more familiar with the initial story or the initial myth, mythos and characterization mm-hmm. of Achilles specifically. And I'll be honest with you. I'm still not a fan of Achilles' character in this. I- yeah, Achilles really sucks. I didn't like him as a character. I only liked him whenever he was with Patrick Lee's, and no, that's it. Even then, I was like, get away from him. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I can acknowledge that, obviously, the characterization of Patrick Lee's, or Patroclus, depending on your pronunciation here. I'm going to say Patrick Lee's. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that, too, because you taught me. Well, because I taught you the way that I say it, which might be yep. wrong. Yep. Let's Google it. Let's Google it. At least we're consistent. <laughs> In being incorrect? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Patroclus. Patroclus? Patroclus. Patroclus. Okay. I'm not saying that. that. <laughs> Patroclus is how they say it, according to the British definition. I Yikes. I had a professor who said Patroclus, so that's how I'm going with it. Um. Which it doesn't actually make sense now that there's a there's a U at the end, but I'm gonna go with it because it's what's ingrained in my head and I like it better. Mm-hmm. And if it sounds better, I'll say it like that. Uh-huh. Um, his characterization was obviously done. I think there was a very stark 
choice to make him soft in all the ways that Achilles couldn't be because Achilles was, you know, made to be the champion, right? He was made mm-hmm. so intense. There's actually this one thing that I got from Wikipedia while I was looking up. Go for it, Brent. <laughs> while I was looking up the actual story because I wanted to have some comparisons. Um, first off, Patrocles is like much older than um, Achilles, like in the actual myth, mm-hmm. which is not good. Um, and then there's this one thing that goes along the lines of what you just said is that there's a train of thought that Patrocles could have been a representation of the compassionate side of Achilles, who was known for his rage mentioned in the first line of Homer's Iliad. So I think that's, yeah, that's that. And I think that you said it very well. Okay. I also just Googled, uh, Patrocles first section of Wikipedia pronunciation of name. There are at least three pronunciations of the name Patrocles in English. Because the penultimate syllable in the light is light in Latin prose, the, an, the anti-penult was stressed in Latin, can normally be stressed in English as well for Patrocles. And, and whoa, in my reading. <laughs> I would, every time I see linguistic, uh, I'm forgetting the term for it. It's spelled out phonetically in the uh-huh. linguistic uh, alphabet. It's stressed me out. That's uh, Analogous to Sophocles. However, this pronunciation is seldom encountered, except for here. You're encountering it here. You're encountering it right here, right We're now. We're saying it a lot. So our, the mode or the medium We're bringing it back. Just... We're bringing yes. back this pronunciation. That's very funny. Um, I guess I just had one, that one professor who really liked this pronunciation. Uh-huh. It's really her fault. So. Oh, we love educators. We stand. My English 101 professor. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> here's the thing. I like, I think it's a very interesting idea to make, uh, you know, it does actually relate to the, the, the famed quote from the series, he is half my soul, as the poets say, which, by the way, they don't tell you, and that's just part of a bigger sentence, and it mm-hmm. gets real sad real quick, so don't yeah. look at the rest of that <laughs> sentence. Um, but it is very interesting to see how they juxtapose the two and how in the end you witness Patrocles taking on some of Achilles' tendencies in violence but you don't really see Achilles taking on Patrocles' kindness, gentleness uh, all the things that are supposed to be his other his other half Mm -hmm. which was sad. Also, yeah. gross. Also, he, his actions, not good. Not a fan, personally. <laughs> no. Um, Listen, the whole last third of this book is just, like, depression on depression. Like, there's well, a lot a of sucky Greek, parts. It's, it's a great myth. And we, what, what, what yes. it, I remember I watched a book talk review of it, and they were like, I didn't expect it to be so gory. What did you expect? I, I mean, to be fair, obviously, maybe if you have no idea what the myth is, right? fair however it is about the trojan war here's the thing i think the the way the book talk like advertised it was as a romance between achilles and patrocles which is not what it is at all it's literally them going to war and killing people so it's like that's just the way the book talk does it and that's the way it does it with a lot of i also yeah go ahead Oh, no, I was just going to say I saw this um, other video of this person saying that Book Talk says that books are romance books whenever they're clearly not. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like there's a single tiny chunk of it that's romance, and they're like, oh, this is actually romance because the majority of the book talk readers are romance. And they try and make it the the primary plot. Yeah. And this is something that I've been thinking about. So, uh, <laughs> Kenzie shared with me her. So we have book journals, right? That we've started been updating, but we also recently made spreadsheets. I just stole Kenzie's formatting. <laughs> And one of the sections of it is putting in genre. And I always really struggled because there's a primary and secondary and tertiary categories to your genre, right? And how do you categorize and characterize a book? Because there are books that are very clearly romance, but they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're fantasy. And which comes first? Which one is, is it because it's fantasy? Does it have to automatically fall within the fantasy genre because it exists in a fantasy world? Or is the romance so much stronger than the fantasy element that you place it? Like, right, there's the categorization here. How is something marketed? And TikTok doesn't do well with books that don't revolve around love stories Mm -hmm. uh, or smut. So I can't tell you how many books have been told to me like there's a love story in it like people are talking about the romance in the poppy war i don't have words for you on that one uh there wasn't gideon the ninth which is yes that's a middle grade it's not middle grade it is um sci-fi it's not YA. i think it's just like sci-fi but here's the thing it's mostly sci-fi and horror it's i think they're over 18 yeah i'm thinking of them I'm thinking of something where the kids are young. I'm thinking of a different book, maybe. Okay. Maybe in the ninth, then, because I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> I'm thinking of a book series that is, there is a little romance in it, but it is like childhood, childhood romance. Are you thinking like of Cryer's fresh- War? No, I, I read Cryer's War. Oh. I did not like that one. Not that one. <laughs> I did not like Cryer's <laughs> War. I did not. Maybe I'm, look, I can accept when things aren't for me. That one wasn't for me. It just wasn't. <laughs> um, I don't know which one I'm thinking of. That's okay. But it's it's not primarily supposed to be a love story. There is a tertiary subplot about crushing on each other, but it is so Im- under all the rest of the plot. And every time I ever saw it promoted, it was only promoted as some sort of romance or love story. Mm-hmm. And what a, what a down what a letdown that was. Yes, that's why I felt that way about Gideon the Ninth because I was expecting the sapphic romance that is just so heartbreaking. I was like, thank God. Like, oh. I want to read some sapphic stuff that's heartbreaking. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was heartbreaking, but it wasn't all about the romance. It was a bunch of sci-fi and horror and like, which is really cool. But I, I like romance a lot. <laughs> so you went that was a bummer. You got politics. Yes, exactly. It's all politics. And it's like, I'm not into that personally. So I I was let down quite a bit. But yeah, so I don't know. Point is, TikTok has a habit of doing that. What was your next point on your in your, in your document? Um, Patrick Lee's had to go to the engagement ceremony like so young. And then also oh, that yeah. like foreshadows that he has to go to war later because he makes this oath at the engagement ceremony whenever he's like what 10 11 children these children they were so young i think that was an interesting aspect of the book uh did what did you think about the pacing of the book because that was something that i found really very inconsistent throughout the book Mm -hmm. there were whole giant 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 sections dedicated to i mean moments days 
And then mm-hmm. there's, oh, by the way, it's been five years. Yeah. And I think Madeline Miller, because I also saw this in Cersei, where she will, like, well, they, I don't know her pronouns. They will, like, write just, like, long paragraphs that will kind of lose you, but then they'll bring up one thing that'll be like, oh, it'll take you right back. And I think I've seen that in both books where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm really over this. Like, I don't want to read about it anymore. And then it goes on to something else, like, right as you're getting over it, which I think is very interesting. Um, About the pacing, I don't know. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I got annoyed, I'll be honest with you. There were certain parts because I... Th- I got frustrated at certain aspects because there's a whole section, right? There's that whole moment of mutiny, right? There's the whole mm-hmm. thing about how Achilles has his moment. And I'm really nervous about saying this person's name. Agamemnon, I think is how you say it. That um, sounds right. If it's not, again, send me a voice message. <laughs> um, where there's this whole uprising and mutiny and Achilles stands up and rallies the troops literally and you only know it's been four years because Madeline Miller put weeks turned to years or, or something of that mm-hmm. nature and said, and four years passed. Yeah. And I personally feel that the moment of uprising of mutiny might have been more powerful if we were there witnessing the thing that made them want to mute mutinize do you yeah. mutinize is that a word Mutant. unionize kind of like that i feel not unionize i know i know <laughs> i feel like the wording would be like that a little <laughs> oh okay that's just mutiny oh mutinous mutinize is mutinize a thing hmm no okay okay here thing it caused them to be mutinous that's a word if we actually knew what was going on for those four years, as opposed to there being a four-year jump. But, of course, it's going to be a boring four years. So yeah. I understand why she did it. But I also wasn't that impressed by Achilles having the smackdown of... Uh, yeah, smackdown. Achilles is just not <laughs> a good character. Like, he's not a good person. <laughs> So I think that I really, I like that Madeline Miller focused more on Patrickley's and that this was all from Patrickley's point of view. Because I think if it was from Achilles, it would suck. It would be terrible. Well, that's because yeah. he didn't have that many brain cells. Yeah. And he, all he knew was rage. That's it. Hey. He said, mad, angry, gotta fight. And Patrickley's well, was I like, whoa, that, buddy. I feel like it could have been, I feel that there was a missed opportunity of don't you think you would be angry if you had this destiny put out for you? Don't you think you would be rageful if that was something that was chosen for you? Mm-hmm. Why do we, and maybe I'm forgetting this happening, but why don't we see more of his frustration, anger, and rage turn towards destiny, fate, whatever? And there's, I don't feel that there's really a time where he's wrestling with it. I feel like he's mm-hmm. always just kind of like, that's me. I am the golden boy. Uh-huh. I think at some point he was kind of like, well, I don't have to be what they want me to be. But then people around him are all like, well, it's destiny. So you can't really fight it. It's going to happen one way or another. Right. But why isn't he, why doesn't he direct his anger at that? Because mm. he's not exactly logical or rational. And yeah. not being angry at fate 
is a rational choice. Mm -hmm. You can't help but be angry. And if he, all he know is anger, (laughs) why does he not have that? I don't know. I just wish that there was something more because I feel like Mm -hmm. there are only so many moments where you actually see his humanity, which I I guess it makes sense because he's half God, but he always talks Mm -hmm. about how he's immortal. And yet he do be dying. (laughs) Oh so maybe not that immortal. God. <laughs> I said he talks about being mortal. Not oh. you. <laughs> You're immortal. Sorry. Fine. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's only a couple oh. moments where I feel like we really see his mortality and his his insecurity. Like there's the one moment where Patrickles brings up wanting to uh, like considering having a child with Briseis and he's like mm-hmm. you're not pregnant already like she's not well you're not she's not pregnant and he's like no and there's a moment where it kind of splits and you kind of get to see part of Achilles personality and more so of mm-hmm. his emotions but other than rage rage angry man when do we really get to see that that's so true honestly I can't like other than that I can't okay um <laughs> there's one part only because i'm looking at it because i wrote it down is whenever he's like juggling in whenever they're eating <laughs> and then he like throws the piece of food to patrickles i thought that that was really cute i don't know if that shows us more um uh, I agree that it's what were you saying <laughs> no i was just saying shows more of his shows a wider range of human emotion mm-hmm. and it shows there are very few moments, I feel, where you really see beneath the veneer of hero. Mm-hmm. Right? There's the moment when they're first approaching the Trojan shores when he shouts, you know, about how he's going to throw the spear and, you know, they're too far, but he still makes it because he's godly, mm-hmm. whatever. Where Patrick Lee notices that he has panic in his voice. There's only a little bit. And when they talk, he's like, oh, it was easy to kill them. Mm-hmm. It was easy to kill them. And, you know, at one point he asks Patrick, what was it like to murder, to kill that boy? Which, why do you have to bring up the worst thing that ever happened to your partner? <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, I've seen some things where, like, I've seen one video where they were like, oh, Patrick Lee's killed him on purpose. Which I don't know if that's the real no. thing. Because it definitely... In the book, it definitely seems like an accident, and like from what I've read, which really sucks, because like they, Patrickles is like this person that's like a killing machine that's not really activated. I think some people describe him as, and I'm like, that's weird. Like he killed one person on accident, and he doesn't go off killing people like Achilles does all the time. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't. It definitely did not seem like it was meant to be on purpose in this myth in this mythos right in this book it didn't seem like it was on purpose Mm -hmm. but i think that's another way of juxtaposing achilles and patrocles as he did he did kill someone but it was an accident Mm -hmm. because he never wanted it and when achilles starts murdering he doesn't really even acknowledge it that he's Mm -hmm. killing people yeah. Which I think does freak out Patrick Lee's. 
Yeah, and he even says at some part, like, whenever they are in the middle of the war and him and um, Achilles are just, like, hanging out in the tent, where, like, Achilles comes back to himself whenever he's in the tent with Patrocles and he's not, like, this murderous villain and, like, (laughs) all that. So there's definitely different sides, and I think Patrocles does notice it, but because he knows that there's this destiny out for him and that is gonna happen either way he just kind of like accepts it and accepts um achilles whoever he is which maybe you shouldn't do that i don't know sometimes we shouldn't <laughs> accept people yeah just a thought um your next point on your on your document um i just wrote here's the thing i was as i was getting through this i saw my little note and <laughs> literally just says when his i'm when his eyes met Achilles, when they ate my heart, boyfriend. <laughs> Incredible. Well, that's... <laughs> um, I did write amazing quotes because um, what I do love about Madeline, Madeline Miller's stories is that they're filled with great quotes. And um, especially the the most famous one, the, um, the half my soul one. That one's great. Also, and that, and that, or this and this and this or something that he says at the end of the book. Oh my god, that was too much for me. <laughs> um, are you just talking about your favorite quotes? Um, yeah, I think it's like the second to last page. He is talking to Thetis and he's like, and that and that and that, and like oh. explaining that he went through like talking about all these things. Very sweet. Do you want to know one of my favorite quotes? Tell me. Uh, it's precise. Precise. I'm still not sure how to say this. Uh, she says to Achilles, "Kill me. It will not bring him back. He was worth ten of you. Ten, and it, you sent yes. him to his death." First of all, I love may her. she rest in peace. Okay. Yes. I hope she got everything she deserved in the afterlife because she was the best character in this book. Mm-hmm. Y'all, if Book Talk had bothered to do anything good, they could have told me about this character because she, she was great. Um. I did underline her and uh, Patrick Lee's talking, and I wrote besties next to it. Yes. The best relationship in the entire book. No offense really? to everybody else. They were I don't so care. good. Uh, they were much better than everyone else involved. When I, This prop brought me, it made me tear up, but I didn't cry. Uh-huh. Um, when he's talking f- from beyond, well, he's not buried, so... When he's talking from beyond the grave, metaphorically, and he's, uh-huh. she's, he's talking about how she's washing his body, and he's like, as though she washes a baby, they were going to have a baby together. They're like, that, that could have happened in some other alternate reality. So now she's washing him and he's dead, not the baby that they could have had together, platonically. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't ship them romantically. I just love that as their little family unit. I want to make mm-hmm. that very clear that I'm not shipping them as a couple, but merely as besties and best friends forever. <laughs> okay. When she's like, I hope Hector kills you. Damn, that's intense. Yes. And I, you know what? I'm, I love it. I agree. <laughs> uh, also, I did underline another one. Here's my thing. Uh-huh. What is with Madeline Miller and eating things raw? She has a line where Achilles says, there are no bargains between lions and men. I will kill you and eat you raw. She also, they also put, I feel like I could eat the world raw, exactly, which is my screensaver. <laughs> I love that quote. It's raccoons with the quote yes. that says, I feel like I could eat the world raw. So that's it's my perfect. question. What's it raw? Um, I don't know. 
Mm. It's really weird. I did underline it. Also, okay, where are we going now? Can we get to what Achilles does to Hector's body? Because... Yeah, I mean, I feel like we don't really have to go by the document. It's just kind of like timeline-ish. But, yeah. Tell me. I mean, what what's on your document? Let's see what's next and then I can decide. Dude, if we're going... <laughs> we're way up here. Incredible. Um, <laughs> so, I just wrote, Patrick Lee's has pick-me-girl energy, really using the <laughs> comparing hands trick. <laughs> you are so... Okay. <laughs> I thought that that was really funny. He's like, let's compare hands. Okay. Pick okay. Me All right. <laughs> okay, Patrick, please. Um, I did write, I do love how Achilles and Patrick, please, were able to be kids together and grow up together. I think that was really sweet. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, when Achilles waited for Patrick, please, before he went with Chiron, that was, that made me cry. That's very cute. Yeah. Because <laughs> Patrick, please, was just so like heartbroken and then he ran for so long and then <laughs> finally Achilles was like hey and he's like oh my god <laughs> it was great uh-huh I put honestly I think the plot point of Achilles and Patrick please with Chiron is the best part of the book they're both growing up by one another's side and their love blooms while they're also learning new things everything after this sucks <laughs> um <laughs> okay I will say I do like it. I will not agree that it's the best part of the book. Again, mm. I think Briseis is the best part of the book. Yes. Down. Yes. I think. Uh, also, I kind of prefer when she and her bestie, Patroclus, mm-hmm. she's now the protagonist. She and her bestie are out foraging and he's mm-hmm. teaching her medicine and she's teaching him about the native names of plants. Yes. yes. I think that's the best part. But I will <laughs> say I do prefer hanging with Chiron to the antics of the rest of the entire plot line. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. There's this one point where I also annotated this book for my other friend, Zach. Hey, Zach, if you're listening. <laughs> if, um, Zach, if you're not listening, Zach, what a betrayal. I'm going to riot. I'm going to, I'm, you know what? I was going to say that I'd go full Achilles, but that's really too much. Oh, no. Not worth it. But I will be petty and sad. Like Thetis. We'll go Thetis yep. throughout. Though I'm not a boy mom. I can't do it. It's just, I don't mm. have that mean to be a boy mom. You have a boy cat. I do. And yet I'm still not a boy mom. Right? Oh, that's true. You're a boy and a girl mom. It's not the same as right. a single it's boy mom. It's the vibes, though. It's yeah. just the vibe of being a boy mom. Um, which I simply... Do. Did you... Off topic. Completely off topic. Did you see that TikTok of the mom who drove to her adult son's home? Because he posted on his Instagram story about having a girl over and she op- she broke like she opened the front door to his home using the emergency key walked into their bedroom bedroom took off the covers and like climbed in and was like happy mother's day nice and boy mom nice. energy is disgusting yeah um, that's thetus for you okay <laughs> that's thetus for you so boy mom energy is out uh-huh <laughs> so i'm just saying you're telling me that's not exactly what Thetis would have done? That's, yeah. She no, did she did that. it multiple times. I know. She did that. <laughs> so I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's 
Um, the part where they are with the princess, hated that whole part, actually. Um, oh, all of that was terrible. I, oh, I was saying, I, I wrote in the book where, like, the whole princess part, I was like, don't read this part. You will save yourself. Just move on. You don't need to read it. You kind of need to remember that he does ex- get her pregnant, though. Because that does come back in the end. Wait, but it wasn't... I meant the Patrocles and her Oh, part. yeah, that was awful. Well, you could have just yeah. skipped that whole chapter. Yeah, when yeah. That's the island, <laughs> skip to the rest. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> it's... I'll be honest with you. I think that that part really upset me because... Obviously, when you're talking about... His, when you're doing historical fiction and when you're talking about a time in history where sexual assault was deemed was seen differently than it is now mm-hmm. um it is a very it's a very delicate topic and i think that this book does romanticize sexual violence mm-hmm. um by making it seem not as bad by making it seem like coercion is okay mm-hmm. or coercion is just you finally deciding to agree as opposed to being forced into something through Uh, coercion Mm -hmm. and I don't think that we truly mourn the violence that Achilles faced uh, the sexual violence that he was put through and obviously when you're talking when you're doing historical documents and you're rewriting a historical mythos it is hard to acknowledge Mm -hmm. these things and find a way to do it and I don't know if I if I find the way that it was done to be done with uh to my personal satisfaction, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, I was really not a fan of the way that that was dealt with, mm-hmm. and I don't like the way it's dealt with throughout the entirety of the book. Yeah, uh, and that's. It was very difficult to read, personally. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I really had to just skip through a lot of those pages. There's almost no annotations on them. If you look at those that's parts of the fine. book, didn't write anything on them. No, I hate that I just part. kept going, just left. Like and we don't, we don't really acknowledge the sexual violence that Patrickles faces. It's just kind of like, oh, it's okay, mm-hmm. it's fine, and then it's never acknowledged or mentioned or considered. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, where are we going next? <laughs> um, well, now we're getting to the end of it. Um, the whole war plot point really sucks because we see the worst part of Achilles. I wrote a few bullet points. One, we see how selfish he is and that he won't fight because of a petty issue of expecting an apology is the petty issue, not the whole thing that happened. Um, and, um, this is what drives Patrocles to fight in Achilles' place because Achilles won't, like, fight for his side because of this which i think is really not okay like of course the whole war point is just like icky but this part is just like achilles just he can do stuff he can like help his like war mates or whatever and he just doesn't yeah Um, he cares more about his rotation than yep anything Mm -hmm. and it's the worst of humanity, what humanity has to offer, which is hubris of mm-hmm. this belief that you are above anything and everything. And to be fair, he did have a godly parent, mm-hmm. but he really uh, took it to the max. And it's yeah. like, it sucks because the other people around him were also horrible. 
terrible, absolutely mm-hmm. ghastly. But I think one of the most, the parts where you really see the difference between Patrocles' compassion and Achilles' brute violence is the willingness and lack of willingness to fight for Briseis, fight mm-hmm. for someone who they willingly took into their family. And it reminds me yeah. of, you know, Patrocles was sent to Achilles' father mm-hmm. as a, as like, as a young boy. He wasn't, he was never allowed to go home. He wasn't mm-hmm. really on his own. Briseis was one as an object. Mm-hmm. And Patrocles saw her humanity and had to beg Achilles to save her. And even mm-hmm. as Achilles watched for years as Patrocles and Briseis became family, it didn't matter to him enough to save her. And he was mm-hmm. li- willing to let her face extreme violence to save his reputation. What a bummer it's of a human okay. being. What a yeah. bummer of a person. Um, I do have one point that's kind of funny. <laughs> what is your funny point? Please bring us out of the depths here. <laughs> There's other parts in this. And one part where we, where we find out that Patrocles is a bi king and, love and loves his bestie on the island that was originally a captor. So our bi king is out here. Just He's just living. He's trying to live. Do you um, think he's bi? Maybe. I think that there's some part of him that did fall in love with. Um, Precise? Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I didn't see them as romantically inclined. I I think that he even says it, but um, if Patrocles wasn't involved and they met under other circumstances, I think that they would be together. Right, but do you think that's because he loved her romantically or because he lived in a society where it's expected for him to be with a woman and he liked her so much that if he had to be with someone hmm. and he had to be with a woman, that would be the person he chose? That's no, how I, like I interpreted it. Yeah. That makes that's more how sense. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, obviously, I, we can't apply modern labels to ancient characters, but these are mm-hmm. modern characters rewritten whatever i shan't get on this whole discussion um i don't know i didn't see their relationship as romantic i saw it more as patrickley's while in a very different situation than Versailles, i want to make sure i'm not trying to compare mm-hmm. the two uh he can't go home he has yeah. no more home he has no family Versailles is an enslaved person yes who is a spoil of war mm-hmm. and together they find comfort and family and a way of being that protects themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I always saw them more so as like kindred flames, but not mm-hmm. necessarily romantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I could also be wrong, right? <laughs> My initial reading could be wrong. Uh, I do want to touch on something that one of the things that I am aware of, and that is right. that Madeline Miller is as far as the world knows, a cisgender heterosexual person Mm -hmm. who is writing a gay love story, Mm -hmm. which obviously is not primarily a romance, but it is marketed as such. And there are problems that come with that, and those have been called out by specifically uh, queer and gay men Mm -hmm. who have talked about some of the issues and some of the misconceptions and ways of writing where She'll write uh, 18 plus scenes 
in a way that perpetuate harmful stigma regarding uh, those activities. So there is that to consider, and there are a couple, there are quite a few really well-written and well-spoken pieces on that on TikTok and on Mm -hmm. YouTube and on Medium. Uh, But I did want to acknowledge that because I think that's something worth pointing out. Yes. That there is misinformation that can come from these books, even when they're not intended to be go-to guys. When people read them, there is misinformation that can be gotten and gleaned from these Mm -hmm. novels. Like, Patrickly's being a soft boy. That's what some people on TikTok have called him. Multiple times I did call him baby. (laughs) But that's because he was an actual child um, in the book. Um, Mm -hmm. But that whole thing, whenever, like, he did kill people and he... It's just all not good. <laughs> the the baby, the uwuification. Yes, the uwuification. Queer men. Hey, I yes. saw that term. I didn't come up with it. I just saw it, and but I was listening, and someone said the uwuification. It's perfect. Of violent men. Yes. And grown adult queer men, specifically of the infantilization mm-hmm. of them, uh, in order to place them in some sort of fetishy box for people to consume. Largely mm-hmm. non-queer men yes, uh, to consume as, like, small beans, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, I think that the the Madeline Miller, also the Achilles and Patrocles, Patrocles fan base is large mm-hmm. and intense yes. and not necessarily open to any sort of criticism or think pieces that are not overtly positive. Mm-hmm. I have seen a TikTok with the sound that goes, I'm just a baby. Oh, yikes. <laughs> no. So, yeah, it was about Patrocles and, and Achilles. Both oh of them. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> Please. You're not just, the, they're not babies. Nope. What a weird thing for you to have said about them. Yeah. What a strange thing to say. <laughs> Uh, considering and especially this one of the parts that you know so after the death of Patrocles and after Achilles kills Hector and I told you this when you were reading it for the first time after the death of Hector Achilles takes Hector's body attaches it to a his chariot and then drives his chariot around like three times a day dragging his dead body in the in the dirt yeah dismembering his dead body essentially mutilating his corpse uh-huh. and everyone's like oh buddy stop doing that yeah don't, don't do that i do write down um and then patrickles dies and achilles goes absolutely bonkers crazy pants <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, that's one way of acknowledging it um, yes <laughs> so the small bean problem right when they're like oh he's just a little small bean no. Well, he's mutilating corpses, so yeah. maybe that's not the best terminology to use for him. Seems weird that you have to infantilize him mm-hmm. when a lot of the plot point it's about how he's not a ch- not like that. And uh, what sucks is that, like at this part, I feel like you don't really see how much Achilles cares for Patrickles throughout the whole thing until this part where he goes like bonkers and it sucks that it's shown this way because like that is just not okay what he did 
Um, well, that's why I was like, what a weird, what a, what a weird love story to have written. Yeah. This guy, <laughs> like, do you remember when you first started reading it? And I was like, do you know what he does? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is going to end? And you're like, no. And I'm like, oh, God. Okay. Uh, I think it's, it's a, it would have been a difficult task for anyone, but I don't, I don't know. I wonder if Madeline Miller was the person to write this. And this is nothing yeah. against her. It's just, I wonder if she was the person to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I think that Brisset says it right. You show more passion in death than you did in life. You care yes. for him now that he's dead than you did when he was around. Mm-hmm. When, and especially with the way that he treats Patroclus when, uh, when Patroclus is saving Brisset's life. But, okay. It's so bad. <laughs> cool. Whatever. Whatever. I just yeah I wasn't a fan um, also that one scene at the end where Odysseus is telling uh, Achilles' son that one day I'll, I might be more famous than you and Achilles' <laughs> son is like no you won't <laughs> oh buddy I do have to say I like Odysseus's character in this but I did not like it in Circe at all I didn't like him either time <laughs> oh I thought he was funny <laughs> I thought he was kind of annoying Oh, it's like, all right, get it together. Um, oh, here's my other thing. So I love, I love a good simile. I love a good metaphor. I did not love all of the ones that were used in this book. Nope. The use of slick as a term used way too many times. Um, the use of, there was just a lot of things I wasn't a fan of personally and this is something that we'll notice with my personal taste for her writing Uh, I find that there are times where Madeline Miller chooses the most poetic way to say something which at times personally detracts from my experience reading the book and you know everyone has their own personal writing style I know lots of people who love her writing style so to each their own Uh, and before someone comes to me and they're like oh but you just don't understand it I have a degree in English. I have read the classics. I have read literature. I have I've done all the readings. I I do read what you will consider classic literature. I do read uh, books of high caliber, right? Mm-hmm. I also read garbage books, and that's because I have range. So I do understand how to read it and how to enjoy books of that nature. I find that for my experience, and I speak for my experience only, that I just don't, en- I find that sometimes the way she chooses to write detracts from the story rather than adds to it. Like, again, I love a metaphor. I love a simile. Sometimes you've added one too much and now I'm not in the book anymore. Now I'm sitting at my dining table and I'm highlighting a book and I'm wondering, what did I do to deserve to read this sentence? <laughs> and again, Kenzie has a different opinion than me. And this is the time when yeah. we disagree because Kenzie really enjoyed it I yeah I really enjoyed um the two books like a lot so yeah. and that's fine you know Let's this is whenever subjective media comes in or objective um objective I think uh subjective this part's oh, funny there we go when uh when he's talking to Briseis and he's saying that Achilles mother is a goddess and she's like, I thought he was something. He does not. She paused. He does not move like a human. Oh, I 
Child, then. What does a human move like? Like you, she said. Clumsy, Clumsy. then. <laughs> That's funny. That was funny. Humorous. Um, oh, here's a page I highlighted a bunch. Uh, this one, wild-eyed tightness in my chest. There was a what in your chest? A wild-eyed tightness. Okay. Uh-huh. Do not speak my name again. Oh, intense. Uh, <laughs> this part, I thought, see, like, for example, here. This is where I think the, her writing style is beautiful. Above us, the constellation spun and the moon paced her weary course. That's beautiful. I think that really adds to the experience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it detracts from my experience. And I'm like, why did you have to say that? <laughs> um, this part, I don't know why I highlighted this. I underlined this line. Churning the thick goat's milk for yogurt and cheese. Nice. Just thought you might enjoy being reminded of Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. And we are getting to the end of the book, so I know that this has been going on for a while, but here's the thing. There's a lot to cover, okay? <laughs> oh, this is me getting to the, going to the front of the book. Um, I do love that there is a uh, character glossary at the end of the book. Yes. Oh, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so helpful. Um, oh, we should talk about the child sacrifice. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a TikTok sound. <laughs> oh, we should talk about the child sacrifice. <laughs> I just think we should because I think that it was such a strange, it was such a horrific aspect to it, and I think that one of the parts of the this book that I don't think people expect is the sheer amount of brutality that is never really fully like grasped. Mm-hmm. TLDR. I think it's Calphus, uh, the priest, tells, let me read his name, Agamemnon. I was correct. I think Agamemnon. Yeah, Agamemnon. Um, Oh, great. Uh, By the way, would it make you feel better to know that his wife did murder him after the war? Yeah. Right. Great. (laughs) But then all that for what? His wife, Clytemnestra. Well, you know, the reason that I'm assuming the reason that she murdered him is because he told his wife, Clytemnestra, that they should bring their, what, 12 year old daughter, Iphigenia, uh, to marry Achilles. By the way, Achilles is already married. So what was Achilles going to do about that? What? I never, that was never clear. I got And then um, instead of marrying her to Achilles, he slits her throat and sacrifices her to Artemis. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and Achilles gets all this child's blood all over him, who would have been his child bride. So, yeah. uh, gotcha. and then Agamemnon is like, yep, that's it. I did just kill my child. And everyone just seems chill with it. Mm-hmm. Nobody says anything. Well, she was also a woman. So, you know, well, I mean, yeah, that part, <laughs> but I'm sorry. It just, it's boggling mind-boggling um also friend this part oh my god uh in the last days when there's the new heroes that come after hector one of them is a woman she's topless but you know what? she's wearing a cape edna mode was right no capes why did she die because someone yanks on her cape and pulls her off her horse and then they of course so no capes guys come on (laughs) edna mode taught us well unbelievable Unbelievable. And also, whenever um, Ac- 
um, Achilles' son comes in and doesn't oh, even God. follow like his wishes to have Patrocles buried with him. That whole oh, no, thing, he does, like, technically. I mean, but not his name. So like, no, no, Patrocles doesn't go off. Well, because they were also... already they already premixed the ashes. Exactly. Kind of like, <laughs> I was say brownie mix, but like they premixed them in there, and then when he arrived, he was like, he went... only put Achilles on the tomb. Yeah. Because I won't have a commoner staining my father's memory. For sure. What are you talking about? <laughs> Excuse what me? What are you on about? <laughs> You're 12. <laughs> Go to school. Go learn math. And don't make... Um. Also, I did write this down about the, um, the actual myth. Um... It says, I got this all from Wikipedia, so thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Shout out to you. Okay. During his childhood, uh, Patrocles had killed another child in anger over a game, and his father gave him to Peleus, um, blah, 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 and they became Stop close friends. Stop giving your kids away, guys. What a weird... Yep. Stop giving your kids away. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't do that in the first place. <laughs> hey, let's keep our children. <laughs> That would be good. Let's just go back a couple hundred years. <laughs> just go yeah. back to this period and be like, hey. Hey, let's hey. time travel. Let's be time traveling cowboys. First of all, if we time traveled back to the time of Achilles and Patrocles, we wouldn't survive. We'd be dead. We'd be dead so fast. <laughs> yes. First of all, if we went to Greece, we'd be sunburned. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're sunburned here. We're sunburned where we are. And without the, uh, the use of actual SPF, we'd be... Uh-huh. Well, we wouldn't do great. First of all, also, mm-hmm. I'm Jewish. I wouldn't, I would not do great during this period. <laughs> traditionally, I didn't. Traditionally, we weren't loved. Uh-huh. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> also, you and I, I don't think we'd survive. No. Anyways. But that's that. <laughs> but you know what? Um, we have a lot of gumption. So, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrocles acted as a male role model for, ac- um, oh my God, Achilles as he was both kinder than Achilles and wise regarding counsel. So taking from this, it's obvious that Patrocles was most likely older and they had more like a a student, (laughs) a teacher-student relationship, which, Mm. you know, not good. Mm. Um, But I think that's all I have for this one. Well, um, I will say the last line of the book... It wasn't actually the last line that got me. I was wrong, friend. It was actually um, one of the last lines, but not the last one mm-hmm. specifically. So, as we mentioned, when after Patrocles dies, he was put on a pyre, burned, right? Achilles takes his ashes and tells everyone, when I die, you mix our ashes together and bury us together. Then Achilles dies. They mix the ashes, but then Achilles' kid shows up. Mm-hmm. I'll just say this. Real bummer of a kid. Real, mm-hmm. real bummer of a kid. His, his grandma raised him to be pretty terrible. And he's like, you shan't put the name of Patrocles on my father's tomb. And in this mythos, when you don't have a gravestone, a tomb with your name on it, you cannot cross over. Uh, you're kind of stuck as a ghost. So uh, Odysseus goes to Achilles' kid. I think his name is Pyrrhus. Pyrrhus? And whatever his kid and tries to plead that Patrocles be buried there he says and and because he is technically buried there he's just his name isn't inscribed there yes he says no and then Odysseus uh Patrocles is begging Thetis and talking all about you know how much he loved 
mm-hmm. Achilles, all the things about him. And then it says, she said, I could not make him a god, she says, her jagged voice rich with grief. And then it, Patrick Lee says, but you made him. She does, not, she does not answer me for a long time, only sits, eyes shining with the last of the dying light. I have done it, she says. At first, I do not understand. But then I see the tomb and the mark she has made on the stone. Achilles, it reads, and beside it, Patrocles. Go, she says. He waits for you. And that part made me cry. That, that made me cry because the entire book, we have this horrific boy mom who is the most unsupportive <laughs> uh-huh. in every way you could possibly imagine. She's a real bummer of a person. A C-nymph. So that last moment of she spent the entire book trying to keep them apart. And then in death, she is the one to reunite them. Mm-hmm. That's very sweet. Very cute. Yes. Does not make up for what you did, though. Nope. Mm-mm. No, it does not. No, it does not. Sorry, Thetis. <sighs> Do you like the American cover or the UK cover better? I love the UK cover. <laughs> Me too. So I think good. it's better. It's a better color of blue. It's a yes. better blue. Yes, it's not um, like a teal. Yes, I don't like it. All right. Are you that ready was it. For... We did it. We did it. Yeah. We did one of them. We've only spent an hour and 15 minutes on this one. <laughs> so the trigger warnings for this one are sexual assault, child death, suicide, descriptive birth scenes, body horror, and torture. I don't like the way you said the word torture in that one. Don't like how you ended that on a high note. <laughs> this, is this next be... one is going to be a little faster, maybe. Well, maybe. Because... I still have we'll many see. opinions on this one. But All we'll right. See. I'd love to hear what you wrote down when you jotted down in your notes. Sure. So I was writing this down as I was reading it. So it's just like, you know, I put the map on the inside of the cover of the book. Amazing. I love. Um, love I also map. said, yep. <laughs> I said, what the honk does a dedicated to page mean? Something in Greek. I can only guess. What did it say? Um, It was something like dedicated to and then it was like Greek, I think. I got to Google it. I'm pretty sure. And I was like, I don't know what this says. Maybe there was a translation somewhere, but I didn't see it. Why is my typing on? You just hear the faintest sound of me yes. typing in the background. <laughs> if I have to choose between the two of her books, mm-hmm. I think I like The Song of Achilles slightly better for my, for the, oh God, this is really hard. I like the writing of The Song of Achilles better. Mm-hmm. I found Patrick Lee's to be a more more palatable narrator. And one of the things that I really struggle with with Madeline Miller's Circe, I felt at times her choice to her choice of prose, the way she wrote, took away from the story. Mm-hmm. And it took away from Circe as a character. It felt like Circe was hidden behind a lot of the flowery writing, as opposed to really seeing a lot of Circe herself. Mm-hmm. Also, boy mom. So there's that. I can't find the dedication, unfortunately. That's okay. I just, I didn't know what it meant. And I was like, I don't know what this means. So I'm going to move on. Um, so I pretty much, so whenever Cersei's mom, like, literally didn't want girls at all. Um, and was more attached to some beads than her own children that I think... Cersei's dad gave her I'm pretty sure but it was all very weird not digging that what parents not doing good oh no are we sensing a theme <laughs> oh are we no se- are we seeing a theme 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'll like her this. sibling. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, friend. Go. Okay. Her siblings were obviously more loved than she ever was um, mm-hmm. just because of their prophecy in her parents' eyes and like who they're going to marry, which is super weird. Um, and apparently she wasn't good looking, which she was a goddess. So she probably was. But whatever. Who am I to say? I'm also not a goddess. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't... It's also strange because the characterization of Cersei in this book, as opposed to the characterization in, you know, the more... the proper myths Mm -hmm. and such, is... I would say feels very different. Uh, And so putting her as, like, as, as not beautiful, when she's traditionally Cersei is considered, obviously, one of the most beautiful... Is very mm-hmm. strange. At least in the characterizations that I'm familiar with. Also, like, her father putting people to death on purpose because it's super fun. Super funky fresh in his eyes. Just, he's making scientists, like, calculations wrong and they go to death. That's not good at all. Stop putting people to death. <laughs> Just also, I wrote, um, older daughter syndrome mayhaps. Um, all, it's eldest daughter syndrome. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's eldest daughter syndrome. <laughs> and I say this mostly because she was ignored a lot. <laughs> and, like, she wasn't in a lot of the family's business. And they were off doing their own thing and, like, having their own lives without her, which really sucked. Um, And I also wrote, Helios is, gunning, is just gunning for another war, huh? Um... <laughs> <laughs> um and also helios and gang really hate zeus they're really not digging him zeus in both of these books real bummer <laughs> yes in the most official terms did <laughs> pull up a couple documents that i thought might be interesting oh no i just clicked on an ad i guess we're gonna go visit falling world at the unesco world heritage site Great. Um. <laughs> um. I just went on to say Cersei using magic to make her boy toy immortal, and then he doesn't even like her. <laughs> oh my god! I oh said my god! <laughs> oh my god! Embarrassing, but also heartbreaking because she loved him so much. It was devastating. Yeah. <laughs> it also, you know, one of the things that was really interesting to me is the. the sort of imbalance in what is possible like what Mm. the powers that someone could have she made him immortal yeah and then did the same thing to um what's her face Scylla Scylla something like that um I actually don't know how to pronounce that one just made her into a monster just for funsies because her boyfriend liked her weird (laughs) weird behavior Okay, I believe it's it's the British, most of the American pronunciation. Scylla. Okay, Scylla. But in the British, it's Scylla. Okay. Oh, no, it's Scylla. Scylla. Okay. Um, First of all, how did you pronounce the island? Ay, ay, ay. (laughs) Is that not correct? (laughs) 
not correct. <laughs> I think it's uh, Ayaya. Let's, we're going to be listening to This word does well interesting and often mispronounced words. Some of the most mispronounced ones in English, in fact, and more names too. So make sure to stay tuned in good thing for more you say it. Ayaya. Ayaya. Is that not what I said? You said ayaya. <laughs> ayaya. There we go. Ayaya. Right. Um, ayaya was a perfect, <laughs> perfect one. First of all, I just. What's with the banishing? This is what. First of all, maybe. Here's the thing. Either banishing is a great idea and we need to bring it back, or banishing was a terrible idea. I'm not decided yet. I haven't decided. What about, do you think exile is great? I think in some cases it might be. And it did Patrocles some good. I mean, he's dead now, so. That was sarc. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. (laughs) Him being dead was, I don't want to say the punchline, but. (laughs) No. Nice. Um, Gosh. But yeah, her getting banished also, okay, we have to talk about it. Or maybe it's on one of your plot points. She was a real weird mom. Yes, that real. was like the first few... Oh, never mind. It was a little bit later. Yeah, but she was a weird mom. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just... I love how comfy you're getting. Yeah, I'm getting real comfy. Um, it's like we're having a sleepover. I'm laying on how my fun. tummy to uh, talk about this. Do you think that Madeline Miller successfully quote-unquote like redeemed Cersei you know I kind of forgot the ending hold on (laughs) sorry no it doesn't have to be like according to the ending I can just say like as a character because I don't I'm totally honest I've always loved Cersei as a as a literary figure as a mythological figure um who is important to a lot of people's real mythos right as I've always loved her and thought Mm -hmm. that there was a lot of really good stuff there and so when I kept people being pe- people saying like, oh, this really redeems her. I was like, she did nothing wrong. Turning pe- men to, to swine. I don't. What now? I, like, what's, what's I wrong with that? I think it was that? fine. <laughs> I, out of all the actions that she did, don't really think that's the be- the worst one. Uh-huh. Um, Here we support women's wrongs. And that's fine. <laughs> I don't think she did anything wrong. And if she did, I still would have supported her. Personally. Um, I think that I just didn't like the book very much. So I'm having a really hard time mm-hmm. being like, yay, Cersei in the book. Because I think that they... I I think I like her outside of the book more. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because this book was is so often promoted. And maybe not by Madeline Miller. Maybe this is completely out of her control. But is so often promoted as like a redeeming of her. Or like the feminist version of her story. I didn't really get that. I didn't get that either. <laughs> but that's kind of what I was promised. And this is kind of, I guess, where we get the def- the differences of when we're promised something, we go into it with that expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, yeah. Not really, not, not really vibing with it. Though I will say, uh... There are really interesting moments here because so when we look at her actual like mythos, there's the writing of Homer and then there's also the writing of Ovid. 
Ovid in uh, in Ovid's Metamorphoses, or Ovid or Ovid, whichever one pronunciation you want. Ovid's Roman, not Greek, so mm-hmm. it's a different different time. Um, and I think that there's a weird, there's a combination of both of those stories, which are from drastically mm-hmm. different time periods. Yeah, and they have drastically different characterizations. So mm-hmm. I think that that does play into some of it. Now, see, I didn't know the original myth at all. And I think that's why I liked it more than you probably did. The only thing that I was really not into was the whole baby part. I really did not like that. (laughs) And also just, like, her being with, like, I don't know. Just, like, so many... She loves so many men. And I feel like at some point maybe... Let's not do that. I don't know. What, you didn't love Telemachus? No. I Oh my god. I was literally, I made a note. It was like, oh my god, what a wonderful mother-son relationship they're developing. Excuse me? Oh, no, her son is together. Telegonus. Um, oh, sorry. Telemachus is one of her. Oh, no, <laughs> I know. Like, oh. Odysseus' son, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. okay. I thought we were going somewhere. Yeah. Mm, oh, God. Like, I was really hoping that um, <laughs> Telemachus's mom and Cersei would get together and they would just be like a cute little family unit, like unit or whatever. <laughs> they, no, that was not it. That wasn't nope. it at all, actually. <laughs> nope, nope, <laughs> Which nope, nope. was not a good thing. I was not happy about that. I Once they said the relationship, I was like, oh, God, thank God this is the end of the book. Because this is too much for me. Also, I'm just reading the Wikipedia. Uh, she turned someone into a woodpecker once. I for love not being into her. She was like, curse you, woodpecker. <laughs> what a choice to have made. What a choice to have made. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, her turning people into animals. I feel like I could be really good at it. I feel like I would. I feel like I would really capture the essence of a person. Uh huh. Do you think I would? If I had the ability to turn people into animals, not permanently, but like temporarily, do you think I could accurately capture the essence of every person? Sure. That's the most lukewarm answer you could have given me. Sorry, I can't really imagine it. <laughs> um, you know that I have very hyper-specific choices about every person and the thing that I believe they relate to. Please tell me mine. I would like to hear. What animal I would turn you into? Yes. I need to Google what it's called because I actually don't oh know what it's called. Oh my gosh. I do know what it's called. I'd turn you into a stoat. Thanks. <laughs> they're very cute. Yes. They're so cute. Look at them. Oh, wow. They just stand in. Uh, first of all, they just stand. That's the first thing. Perfect. Perfect. Second of all, they're vibing. Okay. I love that. I love You're- whenever they're vibing. Look at this. Very long. Really not doing well. I can't really show you this accurately. Look at That's this little okay. face. Look at it. Look at his face. It's very cute. I think a stoat <laughs> would be perfect for you. Thank you. Um, they are funky. Mm-hmm. They are uh, wild. Uh huh. They used to be used to control rabbits populations. Hmm. Oh. Okay. 
according to Wikipedia, it was also used in capes on images such as the infant Jesus of Prague. So that's fun. Point is, I think that you could have a very fun life as a stoat. They're so cute. And they're they're very small. Do you know how small they are, friend? They're (laughs) real small. They're tiny. They're just funky (laughs) little small things. I love Um, them. I need to show you the size of these because I feel like you're not really understanding this. <laughs> Seven to 13 inches. That's, That's tiny. very small. It's very small. Mm-hmm. I feel like it really captures the essence of your personality. Thank you. They also Thank change you. outfits. Um, and by that, I mean they change their fur color for summer and winter. So what? to protect them. So you have not only that, we have fun changing color outfits. Amazing. Thank so. you so much. So point is, Cersei could have been having fun, really going for yes. it. And yet here she was doing whatever she was doing mm-hmm. when she could have been looking at their inner essence and making That's them so whatever true. animal fit best. How dare she not do that? She could have been following my dreams. Exactly. Right? Why wasn't she following my <laughs> dreams? And why was she following her own dreams? Because it didn't really feel like she was following her own dreams. She was just kind of yeah following. Yeah. Um, um oh we both no, said no. um at the same time jinx <laughs> you owe me an um <laughs> so i did like the fact that whenever she felt alone a bunch of people's daughters just started coming to her island and then she hated it <laughs> i thought that was yeah. very funny <laughs> she was- <laughs> she's like i'm so sad oh my god go away <laughs> um i wrote a whole bullet point that just says there are some good quotes in this one do you have examples, friend? Nope. <laughs> Would you like? <laughs> okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and I wrote, she's pregnant. Honestly, the whole Odysseus arc, not here for it. Was kind of boring. Feel it feels like that there was a big buildup and then like nothing happened because she got this prophecy. She was like, Odysseus is going to come and visit you, and she's like, what's going to happen? And then she just gets pregnant, and they fall in love for like two seconds. Anyways, I was not, I did not like that part. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Do you think that Cersei's character is very feminist in the sense that she's really independent and strong on her own? Because I mean... Go go ahead. I guess. Like, she does survive on a whole island on her own, and she does have her own, like... Oh my goddess, though. Household. Yeah... And she does do magic and, like, is very powerful that way. But, like, I feel like the book really centered around her relationships with men, which I think is one of the reasons why I didn't like it. Yeah. I find that the way she's characterized is kind of... She's always... And, again, there's nothing inherently wrong with sadness or loneliness Mm -hmm. or wanting love. However... It feels that she is often a victim in her own story in the sense mm-hmm. that she is not the one pushing her story forward. It is her drifting until the next person comes to propel her forward. Yes. In the beginning, it's her family where she's a disappointment. And then it's everyone, all the men and there's her child. And then it's the, the idea of the moment where she's like, I miss the, qu- I wanted it to be, I wanted there to be people. And then she's like, I miss the quiet so much. <laughs> That part was very funny uh, and very relatable. I agree. I understand wanting to be around people. And then there's too many people and you're like, I would like everyone to go home now. Uh-huh. I Actually, the silence might be where I'm supposed to be. But yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. 
I didn't like Odysseus that much in this one. I thought I that didn't he was either. Kind of a bore. Yeah, I didn't like him that much in the other one either, though. So maybe that's just me. Mm. Not loving I mean, him. They do go into it later in the story of how he's not a good person, so that makes sense. And like, he will sacrifice whatever just so he can be like a legend. He really, really cares about that. Yeah. Weird. Um, I did put okay. So Penelope being on Cersei's island with her son—not the best vibes, but you know it's fine. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you bring Penelope? Why would you? Okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> why would you do that? Frankly, in my personal opinion, why would you have done that? But mm-hmm. it's cool. Not my. Not me. I do love how whenever they were like on the island with her, they were openly talking about stuff though, because it's like we only saw Odysseus from Cersei's point of view, which is like he's very romanticized and mm-hmm. not great. But then we get these stories from Penelope and Telemachus, and it's like he wasn't a good person. And they brought these stories that were actually helpful in us understanding that as readers, which I did like that a lot. Yeah. Um, did you have any commentary on Cersei's boy mom ex- constantly trying to protect her son? And he's co- my like, mom, please. Dude, I think I You're rubbing I your skipped... forehead. <laughs> You're rubbing I your forehead. Really, I hated that part because it's like he was a bad kid, which is understandable because of his mom not letting him do like anything except destroy the house. She does let him do that um <laughs> oh come on like, it is just too much that part was too much um i didn't like the boy mom energy going on there very weird freud would have had a field also, day with that do one you know that, do you realize that the plot takes like thousands of years yes. this is Cersei, like, a, like what a she's like really old she's like really old <laughs> she's really old actually um that's how you know i'm from california because i'm like she's like really old (laughs) the california came out (laughs) i i don't know i just wasn't romantic i didn't fall in love with this book and i really thought i was going to i really thought i would love it yeah wow this one is like a bummer compared to the song of Achilles. We're just like, yeah. I just don't have as many. I just don't have as many thoughts on it because I feel like the one thing that I really found with this book was that her actions are always in reaction to someone else. Yeah, and her plot is very much driven by other characters who I didn't mm-hmm. like that much. Um, yeah. So I found myself kind of glossing over it. Not to mention, I. I did read this one in 2020, so it's been a mm-hmm. while since I read it. Um, but Athena wants her kid dead, so she, Great. she has to protect the <laughs> island. Yeah. And why does Athena want her dead? Nothing to do with her. It's because of Odysseus. Yeah. It's not really about her. Um, and in the beginning, her exile is because she falls in love with... Uh, a man. So it's about the yeah. man. And then she makes, you know, Scylla or Scylla or Scylla S- S- and Scylla, mm-hmm. depending on your choice of pronunciation here, which is about the man. And mm-hmm. then she is on this island and she's like, ooh, magic. Then she uh, 
She meets Daedalus. And then... Oh, we did oh. like that relationship. And then they and talked then, about Icarus and Pasiphae has the Minotaur. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, well, no. now you didn't. Now it's back. <laughs> uh, and so then Cersei and Daedalus make the labyrinth. Uh-huh. Which, again, isn't her making this... It's not really her pushing the plot line. Oh, mm-hmm. well, then there's, you know, Icarus. Icarus has his moment. Icarus Pendragon. Sorry. The fact <laughs> that this is going to be the third podcast where I've mentioned Berkeley. I'm going to have to text be like, hey, third time. And this time, it's because of Icarus. <laughs> um, so then Icarus flies too close to the sun. Kaboom. Daedalus mm-hmm. dies. Kaboom. Well, <laughs> he did. That's funny. Uh, then there's Medea and Jason. Uh-huh. Uh, which, again, Cersei, what is Cersei doing? Just, she just, they've arrived on her island. It's not like she invited them. Yeah. Uh, Cersei warns her and Medea, like, leaves angry. Then there's, um, by the way, I'm, I am reading a synopsis. Uh-huh. I, get, I figured. <laughs> I don't know how to say this in English. Alki? Alk? Alk. The daughter of the river lord, like, comes to serve her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The witch of Ayaya. Okay, cool. Ay-ay-ay. <laughs> <laughs> People start sending their troublesome daughters, and she's like, God, stop this. Uh... So she turns the men come to attack her. She turns them to pigs. Uh, they call the island of the nymphs. Uh, she tries to see if they're honest, but then she just starts turning men all into pigs. Perfect. Valid choice, considering what you've been through. Yes. Um, then there's Odysseus. Uh, she knows he's married, and yet she still goes after him. Uh-huh. Which I guess that was her thing, right? Uh, but then she has Telegonus. Athena wants to murder the baby. She says, no thanks. Um, okay. She agrees to suffer eternal pain to acquire a deadly weapon, the tale of Trigon, a sea god. Oh, yes. Yes. She does I kind of forgot about that part. And then Telegonus leaves, but then he comes back because Odysseus, Kerplot, dead. Dead, dead, dead. (laughs) Kerplot. Um. (laughs) So then it's like, oh, then Telegonus brings his stepmom and half-sister to the island, why would you do that? Your mom kind of turns people into animals all the time. So you thought, you know what? Who I'm going to bring? Her lover's wife. And uh-huh. her, her child. Okay. Perfect. Whatever. 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 Um, but Athena, again, makes her demands. Which, again, most of this is not Cersei really doing her thing. Yeah. And then Cersei tells her dad, hey, you need to tell Zeus to release me from exile. I do like how she stands up to her dad. That's, yeah, that was good. But, like, yeah. how much of this story is really her plot as opposed to things happening to her? Which, again, yeah. we have to look at every story like that. But in a story that is so often shared as, like, the feminist version where she's in control, it's rewriting her story. Not really. <laughs> well, you it? did rewrite it. Yep. <laughs> you did rewrite it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, God, I forgot about some of those plot points. Forgot about some of those yeah. things that happened. Because again, I think that it was just again when you to be fair, they're covering such a huge, vast amount of time. Mm-hmm. Her lifespan was so long that it kind of like you're gonna forget certain aspects of it. Like I forgot Icarus was even in it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even remember that. Do you know in the real myth if um, what Cersei did at the end of her life? Like, did she... Well, so there are multiple myths, right? Because... Uh-huh. So, um... She's in Homer's Theogony, which is from, like, 700 BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the later literature of people like Ovid, who were from a lot later. So Ovid wrote his Metamorphoses as he's Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find exactly. So that was the first century was Ovid's. So, I don't remember what happened to her. Let me see. Because I heard that she committed sewer slide. And, oh. yeah. So, whenever she was, like, whenever she turned into a mortal and had a happy life in her visions, I didn't know if that was just her thoughts before she died or if that actually happened at the end of Cersei. Or it could be like she killed off her god self and then she became mortal, but you know what? Sure. Leave me a second. Let me find out. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> um. So, I think it depends on which version of the story you're reading. The suicide version, I'm only finding in certain ones. Mm-hmm. I don't think. She, I think that's just a Madeline Miller specific one, because I'm looking, and so. Cersei is just a character in other larger stories. There aren't necessarily, and this is, correct me if I'm wrong, um, she does appear in a lot of other stories. But I don't know if there's something that details her entire life like this, which Mm -hmm. is why Madeline Miller did this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. Because there's, there's writings that include her from, you know, the Theogony to the Iliad uh, to Ovid to, you know, uh, Aeneid. But I don't know if she actually has an ending mm-hmm. or a death. Hmm. I so think sad. that's like... It's okay. I think that's also why... Madeline like left it up. To- We're on a first name basis, by the way. Um, Madeline, <laughs> Miss <What>? Miller. <laughs> Why she left it up to interpretation? Because I thought that because I read up on um, what happened after. Like I just looked it up very briefly, and they said that she committed suicide. But um, I think like Madeline left it um, left it up to interpretation at the end of the book. So. Very interesting. Yeah, because I do see some, like, certain blog posts. Uh, like, this one is one of the first ones that comes up when you Google, does Cersei die? And mm-hmm. it comes up, and this is one of the things I hate about Google, where it does these, like, selective uh, answers from Google, because it can be so misleading. This one gets upset that they, because they believe that she killed herself, and mm. they don't like that. Um, yeah, I think overall, I just didn't vibe with Cersei, which is fine. Yeah. Everyone has their mm-hmm. books. I don't think yeah. Madeline Miller is my author. And that's okay. So that's loud. totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that 
because I liked both of the books, but I I definitely liked the Song of, of Achilles much more than Cersei. Um, but I do think that she has another book coming out soon. She does, I believe. Is um, it on Medusa? That'd be kind of cool if it was. I believe it is, which I'm really interested to see which road she goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I believe her newest one is going to be... Yeah, I don't know when it's supposed to come out. I'm interested to see which one she ch- which myth she chooses to really draw from because mm-hmm. there's, you know, the uh the older ones and then there's Ovid's Metamorphoses which has a different discussion. There's different versions of the myth and which version you pick really impacts the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see which one she picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll probably read it when it comes out. I might yeah. wait for it to be on, on thrift books though. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, friend, I have a question. Yes. Where are you in your book challenge? Oh, I would start like updating up, people. I think it'd be yes. Fun. Um, I think I'm on book forty-two ish <gasps> of a hundred. Very exciting. I'm like five books ahead of schedule in Goodreads. Incredible, friend. I'm so proud of you. Would Thank you like you. to hear how many books I'm behind? Yes. I'm thirty-seven books behind. Is that more or less than last time? It's more than last time. Gosh, dang but I have it. read, <laughs> I have read thirty six books. Um, I read four books yesterday. I think. Oh my goodness! I look had at a nice you. productive day reading books. Nice. I did. Nice. I read four books yesterday. Oh heck yeah! Um, I just want to keep everyone updated. Feel like yes. it's fun. Uh huh. It is fun. Any book recommendations for the people? Um. I don't think so. Oh my gosh. I tried reading, um, <laughs> playing, not playing the palace, um, Red, White, and Royal Blue, oh and God. I could not do it. They mentioned no. the White House, like, right Page in the one. beginning. No. I I listened to two seconds. I said, actually, I don't want to listen to this I'm right now. I'm <laughs> protecting my peace. I'm protecting my peace. No, I know. I can't do it either. Yeah, it's just a little bit too much. Oh, God, it's not good. Oh, I did read Neon Gods. I thought that was a, a pretty good book, actually. We have to end this podcast now. Um, <laughs> this podcast is now over. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us in the description below. Now we're going to have to fight off camera. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take I your can't. picks on who's going to win. <laughs> I'm going to win because I have God win. on my side because you oh just said me. I, whatever. <laughs> Alrighty, friends. Um, (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Next month. Next month. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can you believe we're already like how many months? We're almost six months in. Yes, that's wild. That's wild. Wild. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye, besties. Bye. Bye.